From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have our week in review, that, other news, and those crypto prices coming up right now. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, August 12th, 2022. The time is 10 o'clock Eastern. Daylight savings time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $23,834, down 3.4% in 24. Ethereum is down 1.5% in 24 at $1,883. Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is at 320, down 3.5%. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, BUSD, Solana, and Polkadot. Everything's down today. The whole market cap is down 2.2% at $1.14 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.9 and an F dominance of 20.1. Moving into our headlines, we're going to start with Monday. Monday was an interesting day because India's chief economic enforcement agency, the Enforcement Directorate, or ED, announced Friday that they've frozen $8.14 million in assets on crypto exchange Wazir X. The ED alleged that the exchange unlawfully broke currency exchange regulations. And so Binance acquired YZRX in 2019. Binance denied owning Indian-based crypto exchange YZRX and said that the deal was never completed. However, YZRX insists the deal was completed. So we have this whole thing from Monday of who owns YZRX. And I think we can understand why Binance wants to distance himself from the purchase. The alleged purchase, my ad. The ED said this, The lax KYC norms, loose regulatory control of transactions between YZRX and Binance, non-recording of transactions on blockchains to save costs, and non-recording of KYC to the opposite walls has ensured that YZRX is not able to give any accounting for missing crypto assets. Meaning that they don't know where some of these funds are going, and there's no records of these funds being transferred. But they were transferred. There's no details. Binance first announced the acquisition of X in November of 2019 with a blog post featuring the two platform's executives showing their enthusiasm over the deal. Also in 2021, CZ tweeted, Binance-owned crypto exchange X crosses $200 million in daily trading volume. Eyes are on $1 billion in 2021. Then, this year, August 5th, CZ tweets, Binance only provides wallet services for X as a technical solution as well as an integrated off-chain transactions to save the network fees. Basically, doubling down on that Binance and CZ doesn't own X, only provides a service for them. However, the X founder took to Twitter and said, facts about the X Binance deal. X was acquired by Binance. Zanmai Labs is an Indian entity owned by me and my co-founders, and Zanmai Labs has license from Binance to operate INR to crypto pairs on X. Binance operates crypto-to-crypto pairs processing crypto withdrawals. CZ responded, Binance does not have control on operations including user sign-up, KYC, trading, initiating withdrawals, as stated earlier. YZRX founding team controls that, said CZ. And then CZ doubled down and said, if you have funds on YZRX, you should transfer it to Binance. Simple as that. Implying there's probably some problems there. So if you have funds on the exchange, get them off. Who owns YZRX? We still don't know. 
Who's liable for some of this maybe KYC vagueness? We don't know. The story's still developing. You are listening to The Decrypt Daily. Beanstalk, a credit-based stablecoin, has rebooted on the one-year anniversary of its launch and not quite four months since it was hacked for $182 million. A statement on the project's website says, The Beanstalk experiment is out in the wild again. It's impossible to predict how it would perform. But Beanstalk's farm's belief in possibilities for permissionless fiat stablecoins is unwavering. Beanstalk's stablecoin maintains the value of its beancoin with an algorithm. Warning. Algorithm. By eliminating collateral requirements, <laughs> they say, Beanstalk can be the catalyst for trustless money that unlocks the potential of decentralized finance for everyone. And just to let you know some facts, Beanstalk was the fourth largest exploit of all time at $182 million. Who was bigger? Wormhole at $326. Ronin at $552. And Poly Network at $611 million. And in related news, remember Nomad Bridge was just hacked for $190 million worth of Ethereum and Ethereum-based tokens, which makes it technically the fourth biggest hack of all time or exploit. But they just recovered $22.4 million. And they said that the community, law enforcement, and blockchain analytics firms are working their butt off to ensure that all funds are returned. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. Moving into Tuesday, on Tuesday we heard from Dave Portnoy, who is uh, the founder of Barstool Sports, and he's being sued by SafeMoon investors. Last year he invested $40 million in the asset and called it his favorite shitcoin. But investors have since lost a lot of interest in the tokens and a lot of money. It's down 88.5% from its all-time high in January. And so how much does that leave Dave Portnoy? With $2,370 from $40,000. He said he hasn't withdrawn any. And so we saw this in the last bear market too. When uh, the coins go down and investments go down and people bought into stuff that they're really worried about where their $40,000 went because they didn't know that there was risk involved and it's not up only, you're going to see class action suits coming from investors trying to get their money back. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. On Tuesday, the U.S. Treasury Department sanctioned Tornado Cash. It's an Ethereum-based mixing tool and added Tornado Cash's website to its list of specifically designated nationals lists, banning American citizens from using the tool or transacting with those addresses. Tornado Cash allows users to make private transactions on the network. So basically what it does is it pulls different transactions together so they can trace who sent who what. Tornado Cash was used just last week to launder $7.8 million in stolen crypto after the Nomad Bridge hack. And North Korean state-sponsored hacking group Lazarus uses Tornado Cash to launder over $96 million after it hacked Harmony Bridge in June of this year. The Backlash. Here's what Crypto Twitter was saying. Ethereum Core developer Preston Van Loon told Decrypt, I don't think that this is appropriate at all. Tornado Cash is a tool, like any other, that can be used for bad or good. Eric Voorhees condemned the announcement and was being sarcastic saying, Surveillance of everything and control everyone. Law-abiding Americans are the only ones hurt by this. There was another tweet asking for a censorship-resistant GitHub. While Jameson Lop tweeted, I have good news for everyone seeking a decentralized GitHub. It already exists. It's called Git. Cryptographer Matthew Green tweeted, For non-experts, the strength and weakness of Ethereum-based mixers is that it only exists at visible contract addresses. And while users within the mixer contract may have privacy, they identify themselves as using the service upon entrance and exit. Matthew Green continued to say that people are still going to use Tornado Cash, but with different contracts. It's going to be like whack-a-mole for the U.S. Treasury Department. 
The next day, a listener from Australia wrote in and said, If your ideology forces you to condone North Korean money laundering in the name of, quote, freedom, then your ideology sucks. And in news today, the Netherlands Crime Agency, or the FIOD, announced that it arrested a suspect developer of Tornado Cash. The suspect is brought before an examining judge, adding that multiple arrests are not ruled out. The Financial Act Cyber Team, or FACT, suspects that though Tornado Cash has been used to conceal large-scale criminal money flows, including online thefts from cryptocurrencies, so-called hacks and scams, these included funds associated with hacks believed to be associated with North Korea. So this is when I want your opinion. Look, you make a tool and it's used improperly. Is it your fault for the way that the tool is used? Or should you have thought about that? Now this goes back to Ross Albert, who is the creator of Silk Road. And he created a marketplace for people to buy and sell goods and services. Now, it could have been used for trading cards and cars and so on and so forth. But it was used for drugs and sex and even maybe assassinations. And it was used with Bitcoin transactions too. Now, if you see that your tool is being used for bad, do you dismantle it? Or do you put the blame on the people who are using it for illegal activities? This is a very big question, so I want your opinion. This could be transferred to a lot of things that are out there right now. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. What do you think? You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. And finally on Tuesday, we heard that ARK Investments CEO, Kathy Wood, she sold her shares in Coinbase, and we know why. That she was spooked by the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, labeling nine tokens traded on Coinbase as unregistered securities. She sold 1.4 million shares, worth around $75 million. However, she's still holding almost 9 million shares. On Wednesday, we only had one notable news that wasn't mentioned already. Coinbase posts a $1 billion net loss in Q2. That means it's down about 74% from its all-time high stock price of $342. It was trading on Wednesday at $87 per share, which is the same as today. $87.17 to be exact. You are listening to The Decrypt Daily. Moving into Thursday. The Greeley Network, the third and final testnet of the switch to proof-of-stake on Ethereum, went off without a hitch, and ETH was rising because of it. The original timeline for the proof-of-work switch on the Ethereum network was September 19th, but the Ethereum merge might be coming sooner than expected. The merge is now expected to take place on September 15th or 16th, according to a call today from Ethereum developers. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. Yesterday, the email marketing platform MailChimp has been suspending accounts of crypto-related content. The list of affected customers includes Edge Wallet, Masari, and your own Decrypt. And we've been, and they've been using MailChimp for quite some time. Masari's founder, Ryan Selkis, tweeted, Thank you, MailChimp, for deplatforming some of the crypto's most reputable brands. Masari's marketing lead, Jared Ronis, added, Not only was there zero warning, we can't even access our subscriber list. Orcarina tweeted, LOL at MailChimp suspended my new account for telling people about a drop because the content was associated with their industry that conflicts with acceptable use policy. So Twitter it is. Sorry. MailChimp tried to clear the air, tweeting, Cryptocurrency-related information isn't necessarily prohibited. It can still be sent as long as the sender isn't involved with the production, sale, exchange, storage, or marketing of cryptocurrencies. Our acceptable use policy goes into more detail. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. 
Nuri, a crypto-focused digital banking platform, announced that it filed for insolvency in Berlin, saying that the move was necessary to ensure the safest path forward for our customers. According to the company, the assets in crypto wallets and vaults remain available so anybody can withdraw or trade them at any time, noting that it does not have access to the coins or private keys. So you know my recommendation, if they're filing for bankruptcy, get your money off the exchange ASAP. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. Canada's second biggest pension and insurance fund invested over $150 million into Celsius. And that was nine months before it said we're going bankrupt. Now the fund may be left empty-handed. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. Moving into today's news. Huobi Group founder Leon Lee is engaged with talks with group investors as Chinese entrepreneur is looking to sell a majority stake in his crypto exchange at a valuation of around 2 to $3 billion, according to Bloomberg. People close to the matter said FTX's founder Sam Bankman-Fried and Tron founder Justin Sun are among investors who are in talks with the Huobi boss. Lee is reportedly selling around 60% of the firm and it's going to be worth around $1 billion. Lee hopes that new shareholders will be more powerful and resourceful, and they'll be able to value Huobi brand and invest more capital and energy to drive the growth of Huobi. This is a gamble on my part, because if you buy the brand, doesn't mean you're going to preserve the brand. And I don't know what his intention is, but any way you look at it, if he gets a billion dollars, he's going to have a billion dollars. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. Binance froze slash recovered $450,000 worth of the Curve stolen funds, representing around 83% of the hack. And that was reported by CZ Zhao. He said, We are working with law enforcement to return the funds to the users. The hacker kept on sending the funds to Binance in different ways, thinking we can't catch it. As you guys know, yesterday, Curve Finance, the popular decentralized exchange, suffered a front-end attack, costing around $570,000 in Ethereum loss. You're listening to... The Decrypt Daily. Celsius creditors moved to block Celsius from selling its mined Bitcoin. Attorneys representing the committee wrote in a court filing that they first need more insight into how selling Celsius's mined Bitcoin will be carried out and how the proceeds from the sale will be used. Basically, what they're saying is if they sell the Bitcoin, what's going to happen to the money? Is it going to go back to pay people off, pay down their debt, or is it going to go into Alice Mashinsky's pocket and he's going to run off somewhere? That's probably something we need to know. You're listening to The Decrypt Daily. And finally, Taiwan's Ministry of Digital Affairs has adopted IPFS technology to safeguard its infrastructure. Interplanetary File System, or IPFS, designed by Juan Bennett in 2014, is a decentralized peer-to-peer network that lets users back up and store files and websites by hosting them across networks of nodes, eliminating centralized points of failure. This technology is frequently compared to the peer-to-peer filing sharing protocol, BitTorrent. The digital minister, Audrey Tong, said so far it has not been successfully attacked at all, and it has never been stuck for a second. It uses a Web3 structure tied to global blockchain community and the global Web2 backbone network. If it can be taken down, she continued to say, everything from Ethereum to NFTs will be taken down, which is unlikely. So now we have ETH and blockchain versus China. And this is exciting. I'm going to put my money in blockchain tech and IPFS. What about you? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back on Monday. And until then, read the news, keep up to date with Decrypt.co. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.